Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Arena Regulars podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Jeff. And we are your neighborhood Magic the Gathering Arena sports bar. Yeah, basically just two regular dudes. We drink beer, we talk about magic, well, magic arena in particular, and we look in on what the pros are doing and, you know, do our best to emulate that. Yeah, and we also have like fantasy drafts every once in a while because, you know, who doesn't love a fantasy draft, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So this episode, I am so excited for this because we have talked, we've talked about this for quite a while and it's finally here. Yeah. So Kaldheim is uh, coming out very soon. Um, the day this podcast is coming out, actually, is coming out on Arena. And we are doing our Drunken Vorthos of Kaldheim. So, Jeff, what is a Drunken Vorthos? Real quick, let's just talk about that before we get to the beers. Yeah, so we were thinking that, you know, we're not the people who read every story and know every little detail of every character that's always going on. But there is a big element of the game that is the story and who these characters are and what's going on. And, uh, you know, we know not everyone has the time to read through all that stuff. So we figured you'd, we'd tell you. We'd read through the Planeswalker guides and the story and tell you what's happening. But we'll do it with a bit of a twist because we're going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> After having a few beers. Yeah, basically we read all the stuff. We know what's going on. And we're going to explain it to you. Um, but we're, uh, you know, m- we've had a few more than we usually do when we start episodes. <laughs> So like maybe it's time for a disclaimer, right? Yeah, basically the disclaimer. (laughs) This episode is going to be a little wonky, so get ready for the ride. Um, And And with that, guarantee a hundred percent accuracy. Yeah, we actually can't. We can't uh, (laughs) guarantee any accuracy. So, but first, (laughs) before we get into it, each week we both bring a beer, we drink our own, then drink each other's, and then rate them on a scale of bronze to mythic, and choose the best for last. So, with that, Jeff, what is on tap? So I'm continuing with my Kaldheim theme here. I brought something called Electric Storm for the sole reason that uh, the can has like an electric guitar plugged into an amp. Uh, It just talks about face-melting guitar solos in the description. So figured if we're doing the heavy metal Kaldheim thing, uh, we should keep up that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Theme. Might as well. And uh, so it's a sour IPA, six point nine percent. What'd you bring? I brought "Cruising Through the Galaxy" by Cameron's Brewery. It's a hazy IPA, six point three percent, and it's got like a purple background with green UFOs. But you know, cruising through the galaxy, trying to cross the cosmos, the cosmos you know, something. You know, it, yeah, it. no, it's uh, it's kind of close. Uh, not really. And, and our listeners will get it at the end of this show. Yeah, we will explain <laughs> what that means. But first, we would like to talk about a little bit of magic news um, that uh, we're going to call this segment. You know what grinds my gears? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Zach, what grinds your gears? You know what grinds my gears? When I am working so hard to keep all of my gold and all of my resources for when call time starts, and all Arena is doing is giving me different cubes to try to you know play in, <laughs> or specifically this historic challenge that we had this last weekend that I wanted to play in to get 40 packs of Kaladesh, but I don't want to spend 10,000 gold and waste it right before the new set comes out. Well, that grinds my gears, man, you know? Like, come on. But I held out, and I did not spend any of my resources on these. So I'm I'm still on track. There's a couple days left, but I'm still on track. Um, (laughs) But we also found out something else that is horribly troublesome. And I want to bring us down for just a quick second. So Mm -hmm. you all know that we... We really love um, 
talking to our opponents when we're, we're playing. And the best way to do that is stickers. And you know what? I, I was really excited for the stickers in Kaldheim. Um, turns out we just figured out what's in the Mastery Pass, and there's no stickers. There's no stickers. There's no new wait, emotes. Wait. No stickers? None. None. No stickers huh. whatsoever. No, there's at least five, right? No. <laughs> there's, there's not five. There's not 15. Nothing. <laughs> it's like, huh. I don't know. I don't, I, 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 at least that's what the breakdown says. I haven't actually seen the mastery pass yet, so we'll see. But at this moment. I don't know if moment, that grinds my gears. What's the equivalent of just making me sad? It, it you know, I don't know. Like it, I, I don't know what that is. It pulls my What's tears. What's some machine related? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it, pu- it pulls my tears, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I don't know. Makes my oil leak. Yeah, <laughs> my oil is leaking. It's just, what a bummer, man. I was really yeah. looking forward to some sweet, like, hammer stuff or maybe some, like, whack-a-mole looking. Totally. I don't know. Feels like it'd be a great set to do it with, too. Yeah, there's so many things, so many characters. But with that, we should probably jump right into this because we have lots of stuff to talk about. And <laughs> yeah, I know it turns it's, out this world is big. It's very big. Um, yeah. It's a whole plane, and it has lots of other stuff going on in it. Um, but let's start off uh, Kaldheim. So what is the actual plane of Kaldheim? Like, what consists of that? So there's this thing called the World Tree. Mm-hmm. And the World Tree is... We're not sure whether it's actually a tree or not, but that's what it looks like if you're, you know, from the outside. Uh, but it has different kind of mini planes. So the the plane of Kaldheim is actually made up of 10 mini planes that are sprouting off of this world. Tree. Yeah, and those, those planes are called realms. So that makes it a little bit easier. Right. So there are 10 realms um, mm-hmm. on these, this world tree that we have. Right, and there are the world tree actually has more like realms than that, but Kaldheim just consists of those ten. Yes. So the the rest of them we won't hear about in this set because this set's about Kaldheim. And between these realms that live on the world tree is what we call the cosmos. Yes. This is kind of like the aether or like some sort of space thing that. Yeah, I'm imagining it like it's just this black starry night, but it also has like an aurora borealis kind of thing flowing through. For sure, it. like so. There's nebula lots of like kind of thing. yeah. There's like light, but there's also like stuff in it because there are like monsters in the cosmos, <laughs> right? That travel through. <laughs> yeah. So who can travel through the cosmos? Like there, not everyone can just do that. It's not really simple, right? Right. It's a Allegedly difficult. I mean, in the mm-hmm. story, everyone seems to do it. In the story, it seems fairly but... easy, but they tell you <laughs> that basically um, if you live in a realm and you try to get to another realm, going through the cosmos, you will get disoriented. Um, you will start to go crazy. Um, but you're not really necessarily floating. You're kind of walking, I guess. Um, they, that's not extremely clear, but you do need some sort of like artifact or a ship or, or something to help you guide you to your next place you essentially need something like divine so the gods can do it or stuff the the gods artifacts that they have basically yeah can help regular folk do it 
but essentially it's it's really difficult for mortals. Yes, without having um, the omen seekers are really great at because omens actually help you, they, they show you the path. So basically the mm -hmm. cosmos isn't like space in the sense that you can't breathe. You can breathe, you just have no idea where you're going and then you slowly lose your mind because you get lost in darkness. Right, you can't navigate it. You can't yes. navigate it. That's basically the best way to do it. Um, but someone that does live in the cosmos is this giant serpent, Coma, yeah. the, the cosmos serpent or the serpent of the cosmos. Or it's basically- Yeah, so- Yeah, well, you want to talk kind about of, there's kind of a bunch of monsters, right? Yeah. That's the, Coma's the first one and the biggest and kind yeah. of most uh, legendary one there. But all the legendary animals in the set are probably cosmos monsters. They are. I'm pretty, they're, I'm pretty positive they are. So they range from giant snakes to little squirrels to wolves. And uh, owls and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and there is said to be fruit that grew on the branches of the world tree. Mmm. Delicious. Uh, but they live in the... They can pass easily between all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we also have... So basically, all the realms are on these branches, and the branches kind of move. They're not necessarily just right. still. And when two realms, like, crash into each other, it's called a doom scar. Right. Um, so a doom scar destroys all creatures, right? <laughs> That's what we know about it so far. <laughs> but really what happens... And they're easy to foretell. Yeah, they're very easy to foretell. <laughs> Except for the fact yeah. that um, people just say that they're going to happen, but, like, you... So basically we know that they're going to happen sometime, but everyone is really worried about it. And then when they do crash into each other, there's, like, earthquakes, and then people just go to war. It's not like everyone dies. It's, they, like the whatever the giants hit the humans and then the giants go attack the humans basically yeah i mean as i understand it it's kind of like both like the giants think the humans are invading their lands and the humans are thinking the giants are invading their lands and so they just fight each other and they, they just fight there's a lot of people that just fight for fighting sake <laughs> they just like, right because <laughs> they're like yeah it'd be a good story bro i'm gonna let's go like <laughs> fuck up this guy because it's gonna be a pretty sweet story i'll yeah. tell you later <laughs> But a little less severe than a Doomscar. Sometimes shifts just happen as you're rotating around this world tree, mm -hmm. and that's called an Omen Path. Yes. And the Omen and Path... And those are usually precursors to Doomscars. Yeah. It's also one of the ways that you can get uh, two different realms. Because they mm -hmm. basically it kind of breaks through. It's a path through the cosmos to get you to other places. Um, but they're not consistent. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but we do have a bunch of gods in this plane. Um, yeah. So what I thought was interesting about these gods is that we've seen gods before in the past. Um, mm -hmm. We've seen them on Theros and Amonkhet specifically. And those gods were like heavily worshipped and people devoted their lives to like, um, I don't know, pleasing them, I guess. Or, uh, you know, on Amonkhet we had all these trials that people were trying to prove that they're worthy. On Kaldheim, it's not really, that's not exactly the case. There's just like a group of gods. They're, named, they're called the Scoti. And they are mm -hmm. just like a family of gods that are like, hey, what's up? Uh, we're here. We took over. And, um, yeah. and yeah, we could be amongst you. Sometimes they pretend that they're hu or human or a different uh, species. They go on different realms and just like in disguise. Um, they can die. Like they, they aren't immortal. Yeah. People don't really worship them that much, but they know that they're there and more powerful than they are. So they kind of worry about it. But it's almost like just a respect more than. Yeah, it's just like, yo, that guy's like super fucking strong, so like don't don't fuck with him, basically. 
but it has interesting consequences because you know they they behave as though their god they could literally be talking to their god because the gods have a habit of disguising themselves as mortals and just going to hang out exactly you know so it's like they have to if they treat anyone disrespectfully and it turns out that's a god <laughs> they're in bad shape yeah <laughs> basically um <laughs> So uh, quickly, I just want to run through a little bit because so the Scoti are pretty interesting because um, they're the gods that we see on all the cards, all the double-faced cards. Those are the gods, right? right? And so uh, there used to be gods before this that, that are the Aeneer, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, but the Scoti are like a family that took over that. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of nice for me to know a little bit more about the family tree as far as like who's, you know, what's the hierarchy of the gods, right? Okay, so as far as the family tree goes, what we know is that um, Alrund is basically like this head honcho kind of dude. He seems to be one of the more powerful ones. And he, um, I don't know if he was married to, but he like, he hooked up with Kazmina or Cosima, <laughs> sorry. He hooked up with a dolphin. He, he hooked up with Cosima, who's like, can turn into a dolphin, like Jeff said. Well, well, she was born as a dolphin right. cosmos monster. Right, so she's a dolphin. So he <laughs> fucked a dolphin. And then yeah. after that, he had Thor, also known as Torolf, uh, yeah. Burgi, and Kolvori. Um, so they're like, uh, Torolf's the oldest and Kolvori is the youngest, and Burgi's right in the middle. And basically, uh, that's them. And also, Alrind has like, he went to Axgard at one point and found this, like, baby. And his name's Halvar. Yeah. And he just was, like, sick. Adopted him and then forgot about him for 20 years. So he adopts this kid and he says, oh, shit, I got to do something else. Sorry, bro. Leaves him there for 20 years. And then it was just later, like, oh, wait. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot about Halvar. He's my son. I should go back and, like, he's probably pretty cool right now. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, he was like, I'm just going to wait until I can have a beer with my son. That's, so apparently the drinking age in call time is 20, which sucks, yeah. but that's the rules. Them's the rules. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, but, so he's like, you know what? Let's go back to see him. Um, <laughs> we also have uh, Asika, who is sisters with uh, Terragrid. Now, Asika is the one... Uh, uh, I'm going to stop hitting my pen against my finger, but uh, Asika <laughs> is uh, the one who controls the Tyrite, which is like the, the shimmering colors that's on all the gods' skin. And the Tyrite yeah. comes from the World Tree. So Asika is the one who's closest to the World Tree and controls all of that kind of stuff, and I guess can touch the Tyrite. All the gods can touch the Tyrite. She, um, she brews some sort of elixir that they all drink to keep their youth and powers. Yes, which is from the Tyrite. And she's the only one who really knows how to do that. And she also has a pet squirrel named Toski that runs around <laughs> and like listens to people's conversations and comes back and tells her. But like she's the right. only person that can talk to the squirrel. And the one squirrel. It's cosmos monsters. Yeah, it's a cosmos <laughs> monster. And the squirrel can't communicate to anyone else but Asika. So it's kind of like this little spy <laughs> that's just. So I guess yeah. watch out what you say. <laughs> Which is intentional. The so, so the squirrel can't give up any information. Exactly. Um, which is pretty nice. That's good. Also, um, Alrund is brothers with Jorn, uh, Jon Snow, or Jorn Snow, <laughs> Jorn or whatever. Snow, yeah. Jorn Snow. 
Um, and then we also have Valky, which is... So at first, I didn't think Valky was brothers with Toroff, but there was something that had mentioned that Toroff and Valky were brothers. I don't exactly know yeah. who the mom is, but it doesn't seem like it's Cosima. And it's not the dolphin. It's not the dolphin. <laughs> dolphin <laughs> slash... So Cosima's the one that's the blue god that turns into... Like, the flip side is the boat instead right. of a dolphin. So she could turn into a dolphin, but she also has this magic boat that helps people go places. I don't know why she doesn't turn into a dolphin. I feel like... I think they should have made her, like, a pyramid, basically, and you can play three different sides. Like, yeah, exactly. I think it, it's, uh, it's a pop-up card, yeah. right? Yeah, That's exactly. the next thing that they're going to do. After the flips, they're going to make, well, we got to make pop-up cards now. You pull it out of the sleeve, you open it up, and it, like... <laughs> Sorry, not a pyramid, a uh, triangular prism. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Dr. <laughs> um, and then quickly after that, we have um, uh, Redane, who I don't know. Uh, we don't know anything about her, really. And it's then, unclear their relationship to the rest of people. Yes. But the oldest and the wisest, I don't know, not really, um, is Egon, who is, uh, mm. has a very strange disease. Um, yeah. Benjamin Button disease. Yeah. So Egon, uh, <laughs> yeah, Benjamin Button. <laughs> Egon, like... Ages backwards. Ages backwards. That, that's the word. Um, so right so now... So he looks like a teenager, but he's actually the oldest of all of them. Exactly. And they all... None of them take him seriously because he looks like a teenager. Yeah. So Egon's like pisses the... pisses him off. It's <laughs> the god of death. But also, like... Yeah. So Egon looks like a teenager, but it's also mentioned a lot that Egon also acts like a teenager and mm-hmm. is basically just a teenager, but has been around forever. Right. So it's like, it's, it's not even like Third Rock from the Sun, where like the oldest character is like the teenage kid that's uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's just, yeah. you are just a teenager and that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. You're just like this, and you're, you know, the god of death or whatever, but, um, <laughs> but I think getting less wise. <laughs> basically, as the years yeah. go on. Uh, yeah, we'll probably go talk about this. I know that we just kind of ran through all that, but um, anyway... Let's get, that should give you some overview. Of yeah, just tea. so we know basically there's a world tree. There's ten realms. There's like a bunch of gods. They're all related in some way for the most part, um, and yeah. yeah, and they can go through realms freely and they fight with each other all the time because there's a family. And what do families do best? Fight. Yeah, in fact, they're actually a little more interested in their own like social politics than in you know upholding. <laughs> Like, in overseeing the realms. Yeah. No, no. They're, they have nothing to do with, like, keeping the peace or any crap like that. Yeah. Burgi, like... So, Torolf is, like, this warrior dude who runs around smashing things with his uh, hammer. And Burgi yeah. is the the middle sister. And she actually, like, um, hired these, like, servants, I guess, to follow him around and then report back to her about what he did so that she could pretend that she did it and tell a really good story about the sweet thing that she did. That he actually he did. <laughs> yeah. But the first one she just sent with him. Yes. And right. Got annoyed with him and like kicked him off a cliff. <laughs> and but killed so him. So then the next one was sneakier. Was, yeah. A much sneakier was a spy. one. So <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen to that second one when he finds out. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure he probably will figure out hey, yeah. there's somebody tailing me. If he is, well, he doesn't great. seem like the brightest, but. He's, he just wants, he's the strongest and he just wants to do stuff. And he's the classic like, Oldest son, Alrun's like, you should do these things and be this powerful god. And he's like, no, dad, I want to just like kill serpents and like stab dragons. 
And Alrin's like, oh, my son, he's so annoying. Yeah. Like, come on, you, could, you have such a great potential. And he's like, no, I'm going to do whatever I want. And then it goes off on his own. God um, damn it, I know ravens smarter than you. Yeah. <laughs> Alrin loves his ravens. I just want to say real yeah. quick, the ravens in this, this plane are really buff. Like, yeah. Augur Raven <laughs> like is like three a 3-3. Three what? Why is a raven a 3-3? Like, Haka? It's, well, whatever. Um, I love how a soldier is like a typical 1-1, one, one, you know? Yeah, and then, <laughs> so a soldier is a 1-1. One, one. So everyone, okay, <laughs> real quick. So let's jump, when we're talking about soldiers, uh, let's jump over to our first realm before we get too sidetracked. Um, yeah. Jeff, what's our first realm? First one is Bretagard. Bretagard. So this is basically where the humans live. Mm-hmm. Um, and the humans are sort of Viking inspired in this set. So the humans that live in Bredegard live in five different clans. So Bredegard itself is kind of divided into five different regions that, yeah. that home these Wait, different clans. Five different regions, like five colors of magic. Are there one for each color? Maybe. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> but, but don't forget that Bredegard is Celestia. Mm-hmm. Okay. All so. right. So bef- before we start this, um, there are it's five t- colors Celestia. Yeah. So there are ten uh, realms, <laughs> and each realm is assigned a different two-color pair, except for Bredegard. Bredegard has just you know, a f- uh, five different clans of five different yeah. colored humans, but the only one that's missing is Celestia. So we're saying Bredegard is the Celestia realm because that's the one that they hadn't talked about, and that's green white. Um, well, the best gear are kind of green-white, right? Yeah, but the, they're mainly white with a little bit yeah. of green, you know? That's because the Kana have, like, green taken up. And, okay, so let's Kana start. Took, yeah, yeah. So, so start. Yeah. What, what are, what's our first clan? You already talked about that. Okay. Yeah, so the first clan is the best gear. Best gear. You know, for those uh, paying extra attention here, they live in Feltmark. But uh, we figured it's more important to focus on the actual clans than there the are, subregions. There are so many have. words and regions. It's There's very a lot confusing. of names. Just, just yeah. think, Bredegard, human, Beskir, white humans, basically. Yeah. But basically, there's five clans of these Vikings, as we mentioned. And mm-hmm. they came up with a code. Uh, and it's kind of like what you would expect of a Viking code. If you murder somebody, then you get murdered. Their family, you owe their family a debt, basically. Yeah. And the best gear are the ones who adjudicate this. Mm-hmm. So the other clans come to them with a dispute, say, hey, this guy murdered my wife. I think that's worth three goats and a year of servitude. And the best gear are like, okay, you got to give them three goats and a year of servitude. <laughs> it's also, I'm pretty sure that the best gear also made the code of clans. So they, mm-hmm. they invented it and decided what it was going to be. Um, classic white cards, am I right? <laughs> right? Yeah, but I don't think it's not like Azorius where it's just like these are absolute laws. Yeah, it, it's it, kind of just like we'll listen to how bad the the this was and we'll decide what the like blood uh, totally blood payment must be. Yeah, here. I don't I don't think they're not like the police, but they're just like they they make yeah. laws, they don't enforce them basically. People tell them hey yeah they, they kind of like yeah they settle disputes exactly yeah that's basically what happens um <clears throat> next we have the omen seekers so those are kind of like the blue aligned uh humans um and they're all like uh they're they're oh also each clan has like a, a leader basically right 
So the for the best gear, it is um, Sigrid and Maya, who are like the like Sigrid's father saved Alrund from yeah uh, a be- from the Cosmos Serpent actually uh, Coma. I-, I don't know if it's her father, but it's like in her lineage. Yes, someone in her ancestor. Yeah, so that's why she's Sigrid the God favored, and she has protection from gods because. Um, Basically, she's been. She has Alrun's blessing. Yes, Alrun's blessing, and they won't really fuck she with has her. The blessing of the God Daddy. The God Daddy. Alrun, the God Daddy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, I want that to be a sleeve on Arena. Like, <laughs> Alrun, God Daddy, and he's got like. Yeah. He looks like a Tyvar. <laughs> His nipples yeah. are out, and he's just. Like, oh, for sure, turning. it's got to be sexy. <clears throat> I think the more sexy gods we get, the better. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but anyway. Sorry, so those are the kind of warriors of the Beskir. The Omen Seekers are the ones they're trying to, um, basically they want to travel all the time and they're more interested in other realms and different things. And that's why they're kind of, I mean, they're Omen Seekers and Omens help them, um, or runes, sorry, uh, they help them move from different realms. So uh, they are the ones who like, they live by the sea and all that kind of stuff so they can use boats to get to yeah. different places. And their main um, leader is Inga Runeyes. So uh, she's this blind woman that uh, can see the cosmos better than anybody else and all that kind of stuff. She actually traded her sight for this kind of inner sight where she can see yes. anything that any omen seeker has seen, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like Zach said, the omen seekers, they are set on figuring out the cosmos and how to travel through it. So if you lived in Bredegard and you needed to go to another realm, you would go see the Omen Seekers. Yeah, you'd have to be know how to do it. You'd have to be friends with them. Um, yeah. But so if Inga Runeyes can see everything that every Omen Seeker sees, does that mean she's kind of like a Hornet Queen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Except for um, not as good as <laughs> yeah. as a Hornet Queen. The card is different. Let's it's put different. It um, yeah. But. I think this next one, the Skell, are pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I want to pronounce it Skelly, but I oh, don't actually know. Really? Actually so know. it's S-K-E-L-L-E. I think Skell yeah. makes sense to me, and that's what I've been saying. Mm-hmm. But if you want to say Skelly, um, you can go fuck right off because it's Skell. Skelly. <laughs> Skelly. Hey, Skelly. I think it's like the French in me. You put that E on the Probably. Other. And it's the American in me that's like, get rid of it. What is this? Yeah. Foreign language? Fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm imagining that E with an accent, you know? It's yeah. Like but except for it doesn't have that. <laughs> um, um, anyway. Let me go ch- track down some French translations of these cards, see if there's yeah. any accent. I guess if it was Spanish, it'd be like, Skeye. <laughs> there you go. That's how we should say That's it. much worse. <laughs> Um, but basically these are the black aligned humans. Um, they're kind of like these berserker raiders. What do you expect? Honestly, Zach, they're not, they're not good people. They're not. They're, they are the Oakland Raiders. Oh, sorry. The Las Vegas Raiders. (laughs) My bad. Um, but basically they're just like a bunch of like warmongering, you know, berserker people that they were at one point blessed by this blessed, uh, this demon Varagoth came to them and was like, yo, um, 
I'm a fucking demon. Let's go fuck shit up. And they're like, yeah, this is so metal. Let's do it. Yeah. And they're like marching on the Beskier clan <laughs> and they're going to like fuck the Great Hall over and there's a big fight and all this stuff. Um, yeah. Actually, not just a fight, but a Blood Sky Massacre. <laughs> as pictured in the card. The Blood Sky Massacre. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, as pictured on the tattoo that appears in the art of the card. The yes, which is also fucking badass, and I'm so happy cool. yeah. that they did that because that's <laughs> really sweet. Because um, you know yeah, but, someone in the scale has that fucking sleeve on his arm. Um, and he's like, yo, dude, I, like, I know Varagoth. This is why. Like, I've met Varagoth, <laughs> dude. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Um, but then after that, Varagoth got in trouble by the gods, and they banished him back to Immerstrom and, and ruined him up, made sure he could never leave again, so... But these people will invade a village and then put up a, basically a magical totem. Leave everyone alive. Put up a totem around in the village that saps their strength. And if you ever take down the totem, they come and they kill everyone. <laughs> and if, if anyone is like marked as a rebel against them, they put a death mark on them, which slowly saps their strength and gives it to whoever, whomever put the death mark on them. That's the kind of people these guys are. Interesting. It does remind yeah. me of the card Wither Crown, but the art of Wither Crown depicts more of like an elven kind of thing, and it has text about Egon, God of Death. So I don't think that's right, but a thing where probably a different thing, yeah. It, but it but it feels like it sits there and slowly sight like sucks the life out of you. That's it. It, it kind of feels like that a little bit. Yeah. So uh, needless to say, these people don't really abide by the code of the clans. Uh, no, they do not. <laughs> Um, we have our red-aligned humans next, which are, might be our favorite. I'm pretty sure. I it's think my favorite. If we sure. were on Bredegard, well, we would live there probably for, oh, yeah. for most of it. Um, they have the best mead. Yeah, they, they sure do. Um, these are the Tuscari. Mm -hmm. Tuscari? Tuscuri. I don't know. I'm going to say Tuscari. I would say Tuscari. Tuscari. Yeah. Um, basically, these are the drinkers, the boasters, the warriors. They, are, mm -hmm. they live in the mountains. Red-aligned people, <laughs> classic. Um, but they Easy drink the most. Uh, what they want to do out of everything is fight, uh, go to war all the time, and do just fucking awesome shit. They just want to be heroes, basically. Yeah. But it, not to save other people. They're not interested in, like, helping people. No. They're interested in doing something awesome so that they look good. And they can tell the story later around right. in and in while people buy them drinks. That's essentially what they want to yeah. do. And that's basically, yeah. we do... They, they want free beers. They yeah. want a good enough story to get free so, beers. So, Jeff, I would just want to point out that we do, like, two-thirds of that. So we right? drink <laughs> and we tell stories. We just don't do any cool shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we are the too let's, scary, almost. Like, just to... Let's work on that last part. Yeah, we, I mean, we will. Um, yeah. It's also important to note that their leader changes constantly because... Um, yeah, that's my favorite part. Yeah. So their leader is whoever's done the coolest shit. Mm -hmm. And that can change at any given moment if someone does something awesome. Exactly. And they just acknowledge... Even the old leader will acknowledge the new leader as having done more awesome shit. It's like, than props, himself. bro. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Um, and the <laughs> one who is the best right now in our story when we are coming here right. is... Brrr, Jeff, say who it is. Brrr. It's Arnie Brokenbrow, previously yeah. Arnie Goatleaper. Yeah, um, Goatleaper. <laughs> basically, these trolls invaded, and a bunch of people wanted to go, you know, do heroic shit. So they all ran after these trolls. 
and Arnie was smart enough to challenge one of the trolls to a headbutting competition, which inexplicably he won. That's just kind of glossed over in the story how he won, but he won. He's got a really uh, and, thick skull. <laughs> and is therefore now the leader. And yeah. he has a horn embedded in his head. Yeah, uh, so it, well, it's, it, it's the actual tusk. So it basically like he tusk, was, yes, he was going to like headbutt the troll and the troll's like, I'm going to get him with my tusk and like turned and then it embedded into his head and he just like ripped the tusk out of the troll's mouth. Well, actually broke it off. And now yeah. it just it's permanently sticking out of his head uh, forever and ever, which is... I have a feeling he'll be the leader for a while. I don't know if anyone can beat that for until he <laughs> yeah. dies. If he dies, I mean, then maybe, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know if he's going to do that. Um, Basically, the Tuscari are the clan of Hold My Beer. Yes, the Hold My Beer clan. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> All right, and then right after them, we are going to the last human clan of Bredegard, which is the Kana. That's the green aligned uh, humans. The green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, do you want to briefly tell us about the Kana? Actually, they're, so, they're pretty sweet, though. I mean, let me just think. It's hard to think about this. They're green aligned. Where do what, they live? Maybe, do they live? I don't know. Um, green grass. Is it a fo- forest? No, it can't be. The, they live in a oh, forest. Oh, wait, the forest. Wait, I have. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, live, yeah. In they, live, they live in a forest. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah for okay, sure. Okay. Um, so they live in a forest. But interestingly, they're actually kind of trapped there. Mm-hmm. Because they were cursed by the gods who reigned before the Scoti. Mm-hmm. And basically, if they ever try to leave, a super harsh, intense winter just start like blasts them back in. Yeah, basically. I think that's crazy. So basically, they have to stay around like this tree, right? Um, yeah. Because that's how, that's like the, where they, that's where it's winter the least. So it's always winter where they are. And the further yeah. they get away from the tree, the harder the snow falls. And the higher the snow gets, and it eventually just gets right. to a point where it's impossible to move. They just cannot And do you it. just have yeah. to turn back. And so they are forever cursed and stuck in this place. But my favorite part is that they continuously appeal to the new gods, because it was a curse made by the old gods. And the new gods just don't care because they're doing their own thing. Because they're, they're too like worried about matters. telling stories about what their brother did, pretending they, they did it. Yeah, yeah. Or like, I don't know, having... The, with their own, like, dumb... Adopted affairs. kids that they forget about. They just don't give a fuck to lift this curse. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, uh, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. <laughs> but so cool to the point. So their leader is this guy, Finn. Now, Finn yeah. is fucking sweet and i really yeah. like him so he's finn Fangbearer. so he's like the um well he's their leader and he's the dude uh, if you look at the card he gives poison counters for death touch stuff um mm-hmm. but basically he's one he's the sorry only mortal who has fought coma and actually wounded it right which is the giant cosmos monster snake right the in the a reminder exactly and so Coma is not allowed to go in the different realms. So this means that he went out into the cosmos and fought the cosmos monster and apparently has a fang from it. It sounds like it. Oh, no, no. What happened? What happened was he stabbed, he, he lifted a scale up and stabbed it with his sword. Right. But then the blood squirted onto him and the blood is supposed to be like toxic. But instead of right. it like poisoning him it went into his bloodstream and now he has poison blood he's poisonous so if he so if someone stabs him his blood squirts out and poisons them which is right and that scale that he lifted is what he uses as a shield how badass is that that's so cool man everyone's like 
so upset about this dude. And they're like, man, that card, why are they bringing poison back? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, that's fucking sweet. And what a great flavor yeah. card because like... It's, they had to make his story good because oh, everyone hated the card. Yeah. His, his story is sweet. I actually like the card. I think the card's awesome. Um, I don't think it's going to be extremely strong, but like it seems super no. fun. And It's poison done right because if you get rid of this one card... None of their stuff has poison anymore, and then the infect doesn't matter. Exactly, but it's also poison done wrong because infect is better since you can play pump spells. I love pump spells. <laughs> you can't giant growth this yeah, guy. Yeah, but it everything matter. people hate about infect is not on this card. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, um, but everything people liked about it is half on the card. Anyway, um, but he he uh, so he's poisoned with the cursed clan, which is pretty funny. It kind of goes together. Pretty nicely, actually, yeah. I think. But how did he get out to fight the serpent if he's cursed? Um, I, I, we'll have that I don't know. Information is to be revealed. We don't have that information. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, why are you asking me questions? I don't know the answers to. <laughs> I'm trying to set you up. Um, but, Jeff, I do have a question that you do know the answer to is, uh, do you need another beer? Absolutely, I do. Okay. Well, like. Did I get it right? Yeah, I, I, you you got it right. That's yeah. that's the correct answer okay. to your question. <laughs> um, let's let's go to a beer break. All right, Jeff, what are you drinking now? I got the Cameron's, the Cameron's Hazy IPA here. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pouring it into my cup, so I can't remember what it's called. Cruising through the galaxy. Cruising through the cosmos is what I'm more yeah. like. It. I'm like Como over here, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just slithering through the Ooh, cosmos. Hoo, hoo. And I got this Electric Storm Sour IPA. I think I got some nice sediment in here, too. I'm excited. That's a sign of a good sour mean. in my mind. Yeah. <clears throat> also means if you want to brew your own beer, you can cultivate that. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Doing that. I just know I really like Blood Just brothers. drink six of those bad boys. Save the <laughs> trout. Put it in the next batch. All right. Yeah. Well, let's get back on track. <laughs> All oh, right, so we just. You know what I'm curious about? What? What happens when you die? Ooh, that's a great segue. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you when you die on call time, there are two different realms you go to. But the first one we're going to talk about is the one for the glorious people, the ones who died in valiant battles and and yeah. uh, did their I don't know best. They have the best story essentially. Uh, and that's so the Tuscary, right? The, yes, definitely the Tuscary. That's that's all they're focused on, uh, is getting to Starnheim. So Starnheim is at the top of the world tree, and its light can be seen down basically on all the other realms. And you can see the light of Starnheim is what they call it. Um, and this is where the Valkyries live. So this realm is like black and white aligned, so it's like Orzhov angels, essentially. Uh, and there are... As we'll see with the rest of the realms we're talking about, there are basically two camps of people, or people, there are two camps of like uh, creatures that are in each place, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So because this is the black and white aligned uh, realm, we have white angels and black angels, or they're Valkyries. Yes, they're Valkyries. But they're the white angels, ones, yeah. yeah, the white ones are uh, the shepherds and the black ones are the reapers. Mm -hmm. So their job is that each uh, Reaper and Shepherd is paired together and they go around and they kind of have judgments on uh, people who are about to die. And they decide whether they are worthy for Starnheim or if they're unworthy and the Reapers drag them down to Istfel. 
which we'll yeah, talk about. The shepherds in a bring them up to Starnheim, and mm-hmm. the reapers kind of smite them down to the un- <clears throat> the the resting place for the unworthy. Yeah, well, un- <clears throat> unworthy. It's just like there's basically Starnheim is for the worthy, and Isfel is just for everyone else. It's for everyone else. It's not really the unworthy, like you did something wrong. It's just you didn't do something awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's unworthy in the sense that you're not worthy. <laughs> yes, but it's not labeled as unworthy, I think. Yeah, because yeah. they're you trying could, to be nice. Those yeah. are for people who, like, died in an accident or a sickness or something. Go down yeah. to history. They're like, you go to the second best resting Yeah, place. there's only two. Um, <laughs> you didn't quite qualify for the number one, but we'll, yeah, we'll bring but, you to the second But basically, it's like, it's not heaven and hell. It's like heaven right. and then, like, uh, another place, you know? <laughs> That's it. We'll talk about that in a minute, so I don't want to get too bogged yeah. up about it. But Starnheim. So, Jeff, what is the best thing about Starnheim? So, the best thing about Starnheim is that the mead never runs out. Never runs out. So, there's so basi- basically they're yeah, just in ahead. a big drinking hall, right? And telling stories of their past deeds. Uh, and because they're all like heroes, they all have great stories. So, they're all just drinking their mead telling stories and they're all every story is great yeah and anytime that your glass is empty basically you just think of it or say what you want in your glass and it fills up with it every single time yeah and the like you'll just say your favorite beer you've ever tried and that boom. will fill it up yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is just freaking awesome and it's just a, an unending feast where you just eat and drink yeah. forever and tell stories and it's like this sounds worthy of dying gloriously yeah it's like all the best things about um doing awesome things or just being a freaking awesome podcast it's just you're yeah. in a podcast forever <laughs> and your your mug never runs out um so you talked about you know us not having done the awesome part yet <laughs> and it's like maybe if i had this motivation that i knew if i did that I would get the never-ending supply of whatever beer I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or not only just the only one beer you want, but it's any beer you want at that moment. Right. There's yeah, so yeah. many. Whatever you're feeling. You just like finish and you're like, you know what? I want this beer now. And you, yeah. there you go. Because <laughs> um, I'm sure you can get any liquid. It ha- doesn't have to be mead because mead is not my favorite. Um, but To be fair, though, I've never tried a really good mead. That's like because I just tried whatever mead gets sold at the local liquor store. Which is um, every mead you've ever... That's. But I've seen an ad on Instagram for this, like, bottle-aged, really nice-looking, it's quite expensive, bottle of mead, and it's tempting. It's, it's going to be bad. It's tempting to give it a try. It's going to be bad. Like, what's a good mead, you know? It's not. It's honey wine, and it's, it's fine. It's not great. I've had waxy mead. I've had okay mead. I've had... All right, but like it's never what I want. I don't I think want. you can just write off a whole style. I will try mead every time I get it, and I never like it. So <laughs> I will continue to try it until I find one I like. Um, but it's definitely not beer. Uh, anyway, let's skip past that. So Starnheim, you can have whatever you want. But the Reapers, which is the Black Valkyries, they will take anyone who is not worthy, but not necessarily unworthy, to Istfel. Istfel. And Istfel is just at the bottom of the world tree, um, and it's just like a spirit land, basically. Like, you know, was his deed heroic enough? And they're like, Istfel a bit flat. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have that planned? (laughs) No, I literally just saw that. That's so good. I told you I was writing my puns down. I know, but I... (laughs) 
I thought you. Okay, that was a good one. I like that one. It's fell. It's yeah. fell a bit flat. Um, <laughs> so these are the Azoria spirits. So it's um, you aren't necessarily blue or white aligned in this space. Everyone is just a spirit. Uh, and the the longer you spend in Istfel, the more like, you know, blurry you get. Basically, from what I gather too, is you have total memory of everything that happened in your life, but you just don't really care about stuff anymore. Yeah, you just like don't give a shit about anything. You just lose all passions, basically. Like yeah. you're not angry about things. Like no one can rile you up. Basically, it means that um, we can't do a Return of the King kind of thing. And go get right. the spirits to come fight for us against um, Sar- Sauron. We yeah. just have to, like, it's just not going to happen. Like, apparently, you can kind of convince them to fight, but it's really tough. Like, yeah. even Egon, God of the Dead, he could sometimes do it, but. It's just like, they have no, they're like, whatever. I don't really care. Yeah, they just don't, they just don't care. Yeah. Also, it's kind of like, instead of heaven and hell, I guess we have like heaven and purgatory. Heaven and, yeah, purg- yeah, it's yeah, okay. It's like purgatory. Um, and you just have no feelings, really. Um, it is important to note that uh, the God's Hall, where all the gods hang yeah. out and sleep and stuff, is in Istfel. <laughs> and right. it, now, that, that seems weird, Zach. Why would they put it there? Um, <laughs> I don't know. We should ask Valky why he would want to put it there. Um, yeah. Basically, there is like a God realm where the gods would hang out in their God Hall. And they're like, yeah, this place is sweet. And then uh, one day... <laughs> Valky was, uh, sorry, uh, Torolf and Halvar were hanging out. They're like throwing a ball or something. They're playing catch. And Valky walks up to Torolf. He's like, hey, bro, um, I bet you can't uh, take this yoke and put it on that horse right there. It's like a spirit horse going down to Istfel. And Torolf's like, I could do anything because I'm fucking strong. And then yeah. Halvar's like, um, just so you know, I am the most, what is, what is he, the best in each Most room? sensible person in any he, room. He's the most sensible person in any room. And he's... Uh, it said that like in every single thing. <laughs> every time they say Halvar, <laughs> they say that. So uh, he walks over because he's the most sensible person in every room. And he says, hey, I think Valky might uh, be trying to trick you. And Torolf's like, no uh, way. Quick reminder, he's the god of lies. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's the god of lies. So anyway, Torolf grabs this yoke and he pulls it and tries to get it on this horse. And he's like, wow, this yoke is really heavy, but whatever. I'm not really worried about looking behind me. Keeps pulling, keeps pulling. <laughs> Finally, he gets the, the yoke on the horse right as he gets to Istfel. And he looks behind him and he dragged all of the god hall through the yeah. cosmos into Istvel. And he's like, yeah. whoops. And then Valky's just laughing in the background and Halvar's just like smacking his head. <laughs> Valky attached it to the god fell and then said, it's just impossible to saddle the horse with this. Nobody could do it. So Torolf was like, I could uh, do it. I could definitely do that. Um, anyway, so that's why it's down there. And the gods were like, eh, not so bad. Yeah, the gods were like, we should move this at some point. They have acknowledged that. Yeah, they know that, <laughs> they like, just hey, we should do this, but not right now. So they just don't. Whatever. <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, anyway, <laughs> Jeff, would you like to talk about Axgard? Yeah, so Axgard. Um, I don't know what place in Norse mythology could possibly Yeah, it sounds really this, familiar, but, but I can't yeah. put my finger on it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know uh, either. Anyways, Axgard Axgard. is where the dwarves live. Mm -hmm. And these dwarves are basically just kind of the common fantasy trope dwarves that you see in, like, The Hobbit. Um, They live kind of in an impenetrable fortress in the mountainside. They love gold, uh, stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. that's because it's 
inspired by the same things, right? Exactly. Mythology inspired. Yeah, those, they make weapons and different, you know, that kind of stuff. So all the stuff you're used to is kind of these dwarves yeah. fit that bill. Um, but the cool thing is that these dwarves have signature weapons that they kind of uh, develop s- essentially since their childhood. And it seems like almost a rite of passage when they're done their signature weapon. That's when they've achieved adulthood and they get, you know, their unique name. Right. From so the, some of the names are like fire shield or gold staff based on the weapon they've been crafting yeah. during their, I think it's technically their hundredth, hundredth birthday, but I got the impression <laughs> that that's like, you know, becoming a, it's like their quinceanera, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like their hundredth birthday, but it's their quinceanera right. and they're like a 16 year old yeah. Mexican girl and they're like, I right. got it. <laughs> and like all their clothes kind of look like their weapon. I was thinking like bar mitzvah, but yeah, exactly. Sure, okay, yeah. I yeah. think Keats and Yara sounds fun. But yeah, bar mitzvah, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> bat mitzvah, bar, whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Gender independent. <laughs> and uh, they are also red and white aligned. So the red ones work more with weapons. The white ones work more with like, um, I don't know, shields and stuff. And like mm-hmm. making... Uh, I actually think that part's kind of cool because like... Just the fact that these are the dwarves that you kind of know and love from most uh, fantasy. Um, like, for example, they there's a prophecy that some monster is going to be attracted to them because they have hordes of gold, and they don't know how that saga will end. They don't know how the story ends. So all the dwarves want to be the hero that repels the... That, which we know is a dragon because it's goldspan dragon. It's probably goldspan dragon, and it might be bound in gold at some point. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, but continue moving on. We have Notvold next, which um, I actually think. So is, this is where the trolls live. Yeah. Yeah. There uh, are, and there are two types of trolls, right? There sure are. The so. Uh, so what are the two types? <laughs> I'll just say the two types. All right. So it's let's green. Wait, and... uh, let's just wait 10 seconds and then talk at the same time. Yeah, I think that's that's a good idea. Yeah. Just to talk over yeah. each other. Um, so they're green and red aligned. So this is the gruel realm. Um, but the two trolls, we have the haggy, which are kind of like the red ones. They're more, they're smaller, more aggressive, very mean. Um, probably the ones that uh, Arnie fought with, because I really doubt... Oh, no, there's no way. Headbutted a torga. a torga. And a torga is like the green ones. So basically, the the haggy are the little ones who are more, they're kind of goblin like, where they're not yeah. really, um, I don't know, they're not uh, organized. And they kind of run around and just do whatever they feel like. And the torga, actually, so when we were talking about this earlier, I thought I was a Tuscary, but ultimately through this pandemic, I think I'm a torga. <laughs> because what the Torga do is that they they stay with their families and basically they just find a spot and they sleep there for like years. Just like three years. They're like, I'm going to sleep. And if someone yeah. wakes me up before I'm ready, I'm going I'm to be pissed. kill the shit out of you and rip everything <laughs> apart until I get worn out and fall asleep again for another three years. Yeah. And that is how so, I yeah. feel. <laughs> That's basically what happens in this realm is the little annoying trolls... <laughs> annoy the shit out of the big trolls who are just trying to sleep. Yeah. They wake up, throw a fit, tire themselves out, and go back to sleep. Rip the hoggy apart. And just for like contact, the the haggy trolls, the annoying little ones, are still pretty big mm-hmm. by like human standards, but they're just kind of large humanoids. Whereas the sleeping target trolls blend in with mountains. 
like they're, yeah they're just like boulders they're, fucking huge. they're huge yeah. it, like you could build your house on it and not even know and then one day it wakes right. up and then your house is destroyed so yeah so when one of those things throws a rampage it destroys everything basically. yeah it's it's kind of scary so watch out for those we got immerstrom next this place yeah so we we did talk about a demon earlier yes right? the leader of the skelly varagoth uh yeah or, or the uh, sort of he's not the leader because he got banished, but he uh, he's, he he uh, organized them and and, and they and they're kind of waiting awaiting his return. He's like uh, he's like Jesus basically. Yeah, he came <laughs> and he showed these humans how cool he was, but then he like left, and now they're just waiting yeah. for him to come back. And now they wear like um, <laughs> they wear stuff that looks like him on their <laughs> like chains right. with like Faragoth yeah. getting banished. <laughs> Just talked about heaven, hell, purgatory, and not Jesus. Yeah. People are going to think we're a <laughs> Christian stream here. Yeah. <laughs> Christian, uh, <laughs> Christian podcast. No, it's just... Speaking a, of which, up next, we have hell. We have hell. <laughs> yes, yeah. this place is literally on fire all the time. There is no snow. If you thought snow was everywhere in Kaldheim, it's not. This is the place it's not. Right. Um, everything's on fire constantly. Uh, there's this thing. Uh, what is it? The blood crag? And it's just like mm-hmm. a volcano, but instead of lava, it's blood. And anytime a demon right. kills something that's not a demon, aka like anything, uh, the blood yeah. goes into the blood crag and then makes a new demon. And they're right. like, "This is how demons are born. Yeah. They, they're born out of the blood of previous demons' victims." So basically, but, demons just want to kill. But there's a tragic everything. story. There's a tragic story because no demons are being birthed right now. Is that tragic because, though? Because. <laughs> Because the old gods sealed Immerstrom away from the other realms so demons could never get out. Uh, Varagoth found a way out and then got sealed back in. Um, but basically, demons aren't out killing random people, so no new demons are being made. Yeah. I mean, in my book, that's probably fine. <laughs> I think that's okay. Um, but it does make it feel like, at some point, somebody's going to get out. That blood crack but, is going to be churning again. But if you're worried about again. the poor demons... If you're worried about the poor demons, just remember that it's kind of up to the Scoti, the current gods, to maintain this lockdown. And they're not very vigilant. They don't <laughs> they, give a shit. They don't really care. So basically, so, they were always locked up. So I, I, I saw that like the Anir locked them up, and then the Scoti looked at those locks and were like, I could make that worse. And then they put up their runes, and they're like, sick, that's better. <laughs> And they're like, okay, I can eh, weaken that slightly. It's chill. And the Scotier are like, whatever. It doesn't cost as much. We don't have to worry about the energy bill. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the, the magic is fine. I don't, yeah, it works, I guess. And they just like go off and, you know, turn it's into just a raven demons, or whatever. It's just whatever. demons. I'm a god. I don't care about demons. Let somebody else, let the, the frost giants deal with that. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, it's, it's, there's a lot of foreshadowing that this. Uh, this bind on the realm is not going to hold. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, even with the way that it's bound, if it like doom scars into another realm, they can still fucking, right. you know, do stuff. I have a feeling I know who's going to unlock it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, it's probably one of the planeswalkers that's on the plane who's pretending <laughs> to be someone else. <laughs> um, but let's keep chugging along because I want to make sure we get through everything. Um, ooh, I like this one. This one's pretty fun. Yeah. So this is Carfell. So uh-huh. Carfell is the like snow wasteland of like 
blue and yeah. black zombies, essentially. It's the land of the ice and the snow. Ice and the snow. Um, isn't that just like the same? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've lived in Canada for so long, you don't know the difference between ice and snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but basically, okay, so these people, it wasn't always this like zombie wasteland. Mm-hmm. They were, uh, well, before this, I guess I don't know what they were. Were they something? They were just kind of, it doesn't, I don't think it necessarily says. It doesn't say that they're human. I kind of assumed they were human, but maybe they weren't. Maybe, but they um, could be. They easily could be. Anyway, they have like this king, Narfi, um, <laughs> which is. They were like an ancient civilization that yeah. goes back all the way to when the previous gods were. Uh, before the Skoti, power. the Inir yeah. were the gods before. And the Inir are the ancestors of the elves, which we're going to talk about later. But basically, what happened was Narfi made a deal with the elves, which is the Inir, the gods, and the elves, basically being like, yo, I'm going to fight on your side because these Skoti people are trying to take over your, your plane of call time, and I don't like that, so I'm going to be on your side of the fight. And then Egon, the god of death, who's the little teenager, but at this time he might have been like a 20-something, um, yeah, yeah. went down. <laughs> maybe 30. Yeah, maybe 20-something, th- 30. Uh, so, you know, he thinks he has his shit together, but he really doesn't. He just has a podcast yeah. where he drinks beer and talks about magic. <laughs> Ooh, that hits home. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, Egon's like, yo, Narfi, um, this is the lowdown. Uh, if you fight on my side in the Scoti and fight it and betray those fucking elves, I'll make sure that none of your people, your army dies. Like, you just don't have to worry about that anymore. And Narfi's like, that's a pretty sweet deal. All right, so I'm going to shake hands with Egon. I'm going to fuck these elves. I don't see any way this could go wrong. Nah, nah, you can't go wrong at all. Treaty signed. Turns out uh, it was a little bit of a, like, so he betrayed the elves, um, which is one of the sagas that uh, Narfi, like, his betrayal or whatever. Yeah, and he's also called Narfi the Betrayer in the cards. Yes, so he, uh, this is the moment he betrays. Or Betrayer King, maybe. Yes. So he, that's the moment he betrays. But the fine print on the handshake he had with Egon said, hey, um, actually it means that everyone's going to die, but they're also going to turn into zombies that can't ever die. So, like, they're still alive. I promised you no one would die in the war, and the way I'm going to do that is turn you all into undead. Basically. And then you won't die in the war because yeah. you're already dead because you're already dead um so yeah Oof, got burned on that one yeah that talk about deal. frostbite am i right oh <laughs> we can edit that out right yeah we can edit that out because <laughs> yeah, frostbite is like a troll biting a human or something it doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> no i loved it um loved anyway it. so that is why he is that way and the whole you know the whole realm was just like Ice and snow. Yeah. Um, g- good to note. The land that, of the ice and the snow. Uh, they do live by a port called Marn. And so when they refer to the Dread Marn, that is the army of Draugr. So the Draugr. Right. It's like the, the Draugr are these undead civilization. Ice now. zombies, yeah. snow zombies, right? And so the Dread Marn, when they raise the Dread Marn, that's the, um, they're talking about the army of Draugr, which are the snow zombies. Right. Yeah. Uh, just important to know because it's a little confusing because you'd think that it'd be an army of Draugr, but it's the Dreadmarn, which represents that. So, yeah, get it next going. Up is, next up is everybody's favorite color pair, uh, blue-green. Blue-green. Which is Litjara. Litjara. Um, so, Jeff, uh, when, 
we're talking about all these different like tribes and stuff. So we have like these sweet trolls and humans. We have mm -hmm. angels and zombies. What are what's the what's the Simic one? What's this uh, blue green thing going on? What's Litjara? Uh, yes. So whatever tribe you're thinking of, it lives here. Wait, sorry, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's all of them. Wait, so the blue green one? They have all. They have all the everything, tribes. Yeah. All the, everything. Interesting. Okay. Everything looks hmm. here. Balanced. Uh, yeah. It sounds very balanced. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, you know, you have to build demon tribal if you're in red, black. You know, if you're blue, green, we know that wizards just gives you whatever you want. You're everything. You have everything. This is like yeah. inherently, you're everything. You're changeling. Everybody's just Don't a worry changeling. about it, basically. Don't worry about Don't it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> also, that giant snake that we talked about earlier, blue, green. Blue, green. Because yeah. um, blue, green needs st good stuff to ramp into. That's what they're yeah, really yeah, missing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, uh, cards aside, let's talk about Lajara. So what is this place? That should have been in the Grinds My Gears segment. <laughs> that Coma is actually Simic and it should just be, yeah. I don't know, Cosmos colored? It should be green-black because everyone loves green-black. <laughs> it should probably be white-blue because it needs help. <laughs> anyway, um, so this plane, Lajara, um, what's up with it? What's going on? Sorry, this realm. This is where the, the shapeshifters live. Yes. So nobody really knows what these things actually look like except the shapeshifters themselves. Mm -hmm. But basically what they can do is look like anything they see. So they can uh, they're, imitate... They're like animorphs, a human basically. ...human or a dwarf or an animal or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They prefer animals. Uh, there's like green aligned and blue aligned. So the, the green ones prefer like forest animals and the blue one, uh, they, they prefer like dolphins and stuff like Cosima. Ooh, is Cosima like a shapeshifter? Oh, damn. I don't know. <laughs> what? Um, but basically something happened a long time ago to their realm where it like continually changes and it uh, there aren't really specific. It's just kind of like the trees are upside down kind of like the, the roots or the limbs and the limbs go into the ground, all this weird stuff. And uh, so Litjara is also a shape-shifting realm and it reflects right. in they slowly turned into shapeshifters because of that. Um, and they wear like these wooden masks to hide their true form. Um, but so there was like this, the story about how it came to be, right? Which we don't know if it's true or not, but it's mm -hmm. kind of a legend in call time. Yeah. Was they were this, you know, just kind of, I think, again, it doesn't say, but I think humans. And there was a king that was fighting a war that they didn't believe in, and he was trying to conscript. Mm -hmm. And so they, they ended up finding some magical way to essentially disguise all the young people who would look like they were ready for battle as kind of old or you know mothers with children they were able to change their form so that he saw them and so he had nobody to conscript and they could skirt and then he he flew into a rage and then everyone had to flee yeah basically it's like a bunch of draft dodgers um yeah. <laughs> which i you know feel very i feel like a draft dodger i understand that whole running to canada thing so yeah yeah <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, is that what you did? Oh, yeah. So I'm a Lajara, actually. Uh, as I to, uh, pull my I face off, podcast. I'm just a fucking shapeshifter. Um, that's why I'm an actor <laughs> because yeah. I'm a shapeshifter. <laughs> That'd be so. Yeah, you are a shape. Oh my god. Whoa, is, what? Everything is explained now. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, basically, one thing I 
Oh, sorry. One thing I appreciated, though, is that there's, like, the blue ones and the green ones, like you said, right? Mm -hmm. But there is one um, who is both it's in the, the cards. The legendary creature, yeah. Yeah, what's what's their name again? The, um, it is, Morite. Yes. And Morite's story is that uh, they were either, I think, blue, but mm -hmm. they might have been green, but they were blue, and they decided to shapeshift into the natural form of one of the green ones and go live in that society to learn what they had. So they were like, Natu they were born as a blue shapeshifter and then shapeshifted to make themselves look like one of the blue shapeshifters. Or the green naturally ones. Looks like, and, or sorry, green ones, and go live in their society and learn the secrets of the green shapeshifters. And then yeah. like, that's why so, which yeah, is I just thought that was funny. Which is important to know because uh, you, when you're born on Litjara and you're a shapeshifter, you start there. And then basically you just leave because um, also – so basically um, – they can shapeshift into the colors in the Aurora Borealis that's around the world tree. And that's how they travel through the cosmos. So they can go to different realms. And when they get to that realm, they turn into whatever uh, thing is there. Right. And they pretend and they live their entire life and, and, basically. And it's not as really like else. a nefarious reason they're just curious. no they just they yeah they're they're scholars civilizations yeah they're just interested in learning about everything they can and so they do this throughout their life and whenever they're ready to kind of die they just go and then like go back to litjara and then walk into like a, a swamp or a pond or something a pond not a swamp because there's no black so it's like a just a lake and they just like yeah. drown themselves <laughs> and then so uh, i thought it was they they're die. all trying to learn about other you know civilizations essentially and i thought it was just like it's one of the oh that's so when it when you read it you're like ah, so obvious marite's story of mm -hmm. i'm trying to learn about my cousins exactly and then it's like oh crap i'm getting mutated into both or whatever um yeah but uh classic uh they are all the types which is super fun um, we're getting on a, this one's huge. Yeah, it is actually pretty important. So. Yeah, it is. Um, so this next one is really big. All right. So we are going to Skemfar. So Skemfar is the realm of the elves. So the elves are black and green aligned. Uh, so we have the wood elves and the shadow elves. Um, obviously, wood is green, shadow is black. Quick interjection. It should have been wood elves and elves of deep shadow. Definitely. <laughs> Well, whatever. <laughs> I like shadow elves, but I understand the elves of deep shadow. Um, but basically, they have um, kind of... What happened was... Uh, Jeff, do you want to say what happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as I know, there's there's no real obvious reason these elves hate each other. I mean, so the... They got... Mirror... Sorry, they got like split up because of the... Because of a... Um, something severed them. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, I I wasn't able to kind of figure out what it was. They used to be just kind of set. It was like they used to be elves, and then yeah. and then there was like a sword that like cut them, and then they became two separate groups. I see. Um, yeah. It's one Anyways, of the god so, weapons. I can't remember, but okay. Um, but basically, they were descendants of the old gods, the ones that were reigning before the new gods overthrew them. Yes, they called the Aeneid. Uh, yeah, so they were the descendants of the Inir. And so in this place where they live, actually those old gods, the Inir, were kind of imprisoned by the new gods in these trees around. 
So the different trees are kind of their gods that were imprisoned. Uh, it's like these seven um, Jespar trees, I believe that they're called. Um, Jespera. Jespera. Yeah. I, I think I, yes, something like that. Um, yes, Jespera trees that are around uh, Skemfar. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, uh, Harold, Harold? Harold. Wait, sorry, what is it? Harald. I would call him Harold, but it, I think it's we Harald. were thinking maybe it's Harald. Harald. It's Harald. Sorry. Yeah. It's so Harald. He, um, he's like, I, I think he was a, a wood elf originally. But, but he is a Harold, right? So it's kind of Yeah, hard. so it's kind of hard. Anyway, um, Harald went to all these trees and was like, oh shit, these are our like ancestors and they were the gods and fuck the uh, fuck. He this had a vision of the two different elf factions uniting into yes, one. Yes, because he like ate an apple from one of the trees that the Anir were trapped in. And then he like saw this vision. Oh, we should put these elves together. That'd be great. Uh, and so he, he was like, bro, why doesn't everybody just like everybody? We should fucking chill, man. Like what's yeah. going on? <laughs> we should just, we're like this and then we should be like this as I put my hands yeah. together. Yeah, Zach had um. hands far apart and then moved them together. So. But uh, but basically, he does he does that, and he's the the king of the elves, and all the elves are like, dude, that's a pretty sweet plan. Like he ate that apple, and then he took slept, years. He slept by this tree. They were like, all right, maybe this guy's not that crazy. Yeah, basically, um, maybe killing each other for no reason isn't the best idea. But he's the reason that they are on the same side. Yeah, it's, it's the, tenuous at the moment. If he. If he ever so he declared himself the the king of the combined elven yes. groups, and if he were ever to die to die, for example, they would just go right back to fighting. Exactly, um, and uh, so he's doing a great thing, and they're they basically worship Koma, the the cosmos serpent, the snake. Yeah, uh, yeah, the snake because it uh, it used to go so Koma used to be able to go through all the different realms and just like go where it pleased and in Skemfar specifically it burrowed holes through the ground and it would like just live there and they believe that it's this their spiritual serpent that's kind of their savior yeah and the fact that it can't go through those tunnels anymore is a travesty and they right. are so mad at the Scoti for not only trapping the Aenir in the trees but also because Koma cannot come to them anymore uh, and they mm-hmm. they worship these like tunnels. Uh, they they think of them as like sacred ground. Right. It feels like it wouldn't be that hard to convince them to go to war against the Scoti. Yeah, I'm, I think someone can do it. I think yeah. there might be uh, someone, some voice that could probably push them over the edge. But but basically, Zach, I'm thinking because we have the Harry Potter set coming up. Yeah. Okay. They had to throw in this this basilisk chamber of secrets kind of thing Interesting. Here as a precursor, you know, like so a giant snake that travels around unnoticed and through you know, the is eventually let loose. Okay, I see. Um, so you're you're saying that um, Harald is like a house elf, and he he just wears a pillowcase that's like yeah. full yeah. of boogers, and we just need to give him a sock so that he's free. <laughs> it's a, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's how the story ends. I think that um, uh, once he gets a sock from uh, Alrund, he becomes a, yeah. a planeswalker. In that's right. <laughs> well, I'm sure that's what happened to his brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get to that in a second. But we just have to quickly jump to the uh, the giant's realm, which is Surtland. Um, oh, we got some like 
some Game of Thrones level intrigue. Going this, on is, in this is this is some there's some stuff in Certland. Um, what's going on there, yeah. Jeff? So basically, there are two types of giants. Yes, there are the frost giants and Ooh. there are the fire giants. Okay. Now the frost giants are bigger and smarter. The fr- the fire giants are, well, weaker and dumber. <laughs> So it's just kind of it's kind of a big bummer if you're a fire giant. Uh, but the thing is, the frost, the frost giants just want to hang out up in the mountains and just like be by themselves, and the fire giants yeah, want to like get they shit. They occupied done. the high ground. Yes, and the the fire giants want to get shit done. So frost giants yeah. get nothing done, but are smarter and stronger. But the fire giants get stuff done, but are dumber and weaker. Uh, yeah, but I remember reading about this. It's like, okay, so the frost giants are smarter. Cool, cool, cool. And then it was like, and the fire giants, you know, couldn't expect to battle their larger brethren. I'm like, they're also bigger and stronger? Like, ah, oh, poor fire giants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but the, the, the main level of intrigue that's going on here is the king of the fire giants actually had an affair, I guess you would call it. I don't know if he has a wife, doesn't say, but he had an affair with a frost giant. What? Kaldar, king of the fire. I know. Oh my and he God. has an illegitimate love child with one of the frost giants. That's gross. Disgusting. Yeah. I know. So when you see the card Agar, the freezing flame, that's that's the illegitimate son of the fire giant uh, king with a frost giant yeah. matron. And Agar was uh, raised by the frost giants, but wants to travel mm-hmm. to the fire giants to learn the fire giant ways, similar to mm-hmm. uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, wanting to know how to bend all the different elements. Agar is just like that. <laughs> I'll take your word on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, let's let's keep it rolling. So we do have three characters. Three. <laughs> we should talk about four characters we need to talk about. Um, Jace, because you always have to talk about Jace. Yeah, Jace. Uh, obviously, Jace is important because why wouldn't he yeah. be? <laughs> He's a mind mage. Uh, that's always cool, right? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, we have four planeswalkers, which is pretty sweet because usually you only get three. So, um, Well, we kind of got three and a half. So Yeah, we have... We have three and a half. Uh, I would still call the half a whole. It could be a whole. Yeah. Uh, it's almost I mean, story-wise, sure. But like, story-wise, we only for have three sure. and a half planeswalker cards. Yeah. Although I guess if it's a double-faced card, maybe it makes the planeswalker show up more often. Yeah, it's it's better. Anyway, maybe it's four and a half. So we're gonna start with the one that does not belong to this plane. So that is Nico Ares, and we have talked. Or sorry, Nico Ares is what I've heard. So. Um, Nico Ares is from Theros, and they, important... Named after a Greek god being from Greek... Greek gods. Um, But they were born a great athlete and uh, worked very hard. They were training a lot to be just like the best, uh, I guess, mirror thrower, javelin thrower ever. (laughs) Yeah, they were 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 javelineers. Yes, javelineers. Um, and Clothus was like, yo, um, so you're going to be the best athlete ever at the Olympics. And Nico's like, mm, yeah. I don't really want to do that. that Quick is- reminder, Clothus, God of Destiny. Yeah, sorry. So it's hard to say no to that. Yeah, so Clothus is like, no, I control your destiny, so we're going to do this. And Nico's like, you know what? I don't really feel like doing that. How about I see if I can change destiny? So Nico's like, yeah. um, 
my opponent just threw that javelin to the bullseye. I'm going to throw mine into the dirt. And then was like, suck it, Clothis. What do you think? And Clothis is like so mad. And Clothis is like, Calix, who's the planeswalker from Theros Beyond Death, get over here. And you go, you go get Nico and you take them. Uh, you get them. I feel like you needed to say that like Scorpion. <laughs> get over here. <laughs> get over here. <laughs> um, and then uh, anyway, so Calix is like, I'm going to go get Nico and make them do their thing. And then Nico is like, no, I defy you. And then um, defied destiny as, as uh, yeah. shown on the saga. So they appeared on Kaldheim and they don't really know what's going on. now. Yeah. They basically yeah. just like, uh, so anytime you're, so when your spark ignites, so um, when Nico was like, I'm going to not be captured, basically uh, their spark ignited. And then you just planes walk into wherever uh, randomly. And so Nico has right. gone to Kaldheim is the place that uh, they yeah. have. Yeah, and they've spoken to a few of the locals. Mm -hmm. And they, they kind of have this theory that Theros was one of these realms of the world tree that is just inaccessible, but Nico somehow got here through that. Yeah. Because, of course, that's what the locals would tell you. Hey, you know, there's plenty of different realms. And You're probably one on of them. This, they're like, well, we haven't heard of that one. So it's probably just like an inaccessible realm. Yeah, that, and so that's what people think. And so now... That, you know, like omen paths almost never open up between, but somehow it did and you can And something it. happened, yeah. And um, so Nico's like, sweet. Um, also now I throw mirrors and I can like trap people yeah. in mirrors, but I can also make... I could throw a mirror and, and somebody I trapped before jumps out of it. So it could be my... My friend. Yeah, it's unclear whether they always had that power or they're just discovering it on call time because they're really adept with it. Yeah, based on I don't know. It kind of feels like they they were always good at the bullseye stuff. I don't know if they always had the yeah, mirrors, yeah. but like the mirrors are pretty sweet and they know immediately how to use it. So it doesn't right. seem like it's something that's new, but it but could be. But it does be. say they've been there for like two weeks. That doesn't feel like enough time. Yeah, we to don't meet up with. Like that. Yeah, we don't meet up with Nico like. I, I well. First of all, I think Nico could be able to master it if they found out, like, oh, I can make this mirror and throw it. They, I think they could pretty much do that within a couple of days they, because they are they never miss. No, but, like, when I'm in the fight, they have two people trapped, and they know this next being is too powerful to trap in a third one without releasing the previous two. Yeah. Um, and it's like, that's just something you need to know about your magic. <laughs> I, I think, in, in my mind, it was kind of like, oh, Nico just has trained enough to know and Nico just, I don't know. No, I'm saying like training and, and hitting stuff on the mark is something they were trained in. But like you, you would have to know your magic well to know whether you can trap somebody else in a mirror and still hold the other two. Yeah. That no, I guess what I'm thinking is like, um, that it's been two weeks since Nico has been on call time and if they found out they had a new power, they would train with it immediately and f quickly figure out. I'm just what imagining them like going to the bar and trapping random people in these fucking. Or just the like, beers. Oh, okay, that's my limit. That's my just, limit. Just like you've been cut <laughs> off, and they throw the, the, the thing in, and stop people from drinking. <laughs> no beer for you. <laughs> just like the soup Nazi. No beer for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how else would they have learned it that fast? I, I just think that they've trained their entire lives to be able to do something. So how, 
having a training regimen, uh, they could just do it a lot faster than anyone else could. So yeah, yeah. they're just they're just good. That's how I just write. think that they're good. Yeah, they're just they good. learn fast. They learn fast. Um, anyway, so that's uh, Nico. We don't uh, Nico doesn't know why they are here. They're uh, trying to figure it out as they go. All that kind of stuff. Um, what's our next planeswalker as we kind of go over time? <laughs> yeah, uh, this one's important. Kaya. All right, let's talk about. So Kaya is Kaya is here because they were hired by a mysterious person. person. There was reference to Ravnik and gold. So um, someone from Ravnik. I guess that's maybe? kind of like a currency that you can trust in the multiverse. So maybe that's why. Um, but most people don't know anyways, about other. Were, planes though so it must be someone right. who knows so that you it can draws suspicion right it's either ravnikin or a, someone a planeswalker yeah but anyways we don't know who hired them kaya was hired to hunt some monster that even she doesn't really know what it is interesting i mean we know what it we is, know what it is. <laughs> it's it's vorinclex vorinclex yeah uh so the phyrexians are here but just or in the one vi- as far yeah. as we know just vorinclex it's just vorinclex uh, and Kaya was hired by somebody to go hunt them down, which means that somebody else knows that Vorinclex is there. Yes. Uh, someone else who may or may not be the person that sent them, but probably not the person that right. sent I, them. It'd be weird. Like, I'm, I was trying to think, why would Ilesh Norn hire Kaya to, to hunt, hunt down Vorinclex? Other than to kill a Praetor so that she's more powerful, but I feel like yeah. she's already... So basically, powerful. if you don't know, Vorinclex is one of the five Praetors from new phyrexia who uh is now apparently they're gonna be invading a bunch of sets um or uh, planes um it, it is important to note that uh this is not kaya immediately after war of the spark uh because kaya was hunting down liliana at that point this mm-hmm. is uh there's been a whole book since that and a bunch of other stuff has happened uh all that's done so the kaya you remember from war of the spark probably you know a year or so, you know, probably the time since where the spark happened, it, she's been doing stuff since then. So this has nothing to do with what was going on back then. Um, just a little uh, so anyway, thing, but that's intrigue for the future. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with Kaya and Vorinclex. Um, Next we have Tybalt, I suppose. Yeah, let's do Tybalt, I guess. And we'll wrap it up with uh, the other one. Okay. So, uh, same thing. So Tybalt was also at the War of the Spark. Um, didn't do a whole lot in the story, but has done who knows what since then. And comes to Kaldheim. So what is to what has Tybalt been doing on Kaldheim, Jeff? Well, it's hard to say because the only information we have comes from Tybalt himself, <laughs> and he's known to exaggerate. Yeah, or but, uh, lie, or lie. Essentially, Tybalt has imprisoned Balki, the god of lies. Uh, in Narfi, the Betrayer King's fortress, and then taken the role of Valky himself. Um, it's not made totally clear uh, why, but it is. we are told that essentially some other person essentially is uh, blackmailing him to do this. Uh, he also some, just likes... Some other... Form. Yeah, yeah, he's already prone to this kind of. Yeah, thing. he he's likes chaos and stuff, and he wants things to like burn. He wants to watch the world burn. Um, right. So that's. But there is some grand plan uh, that some other being is kind of forcing out of him. Exactly. Whether that's the Phyrexians or not, it must be. 
Probably. But basically, he's trying to cause a distraction. Uh, and this involves, you know, imprisoning the god of lies and then trying to get the elves to go fight the gods, uh, stealing the sword that opens realms, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So he's a lot of mischief and mayhem. Basically. Um, so uh, basically. But uh, it didn't fool Kaya, though, did it? No, it didn't. Um, <laughs> so Kaya immediately sees. Uh, this is a little bit of the stories which we wouldn't, we didn't want to talk about the chapters, but this one's really yeah, struck us. Um, the card obviously has uh, Valky on one side and Tybalt on the other, uh, which is why it's kind of like a half planeswalker. Um, but Kaya looks at him and within f- two, three paragraphs, uh, realizes something's up, and she Thinking even faster than that. It was she, like she, two sentences. Yeah, she like yeah. Uh, makes a spell in her hand and blows it at him, and then his disguise <laughs> disappears, and it's Tybalt immediately. <laughs> And that's like the second chapter of the, the story. And you're like, oh, Tybalt, yeah. oh, okay. And then we just know that it's him. And and so now Kaya's like on his case, I guess. I don't know. It seemed like... Well, yeah. And then she meets Tybar. So, so great segue. Yeah, so okay. And oh. he's like, yeah, I, I knew that Valky was an imposter. Yeah, I also so. felt weird about it because he was like trying to make... So uh, Tyvar, Kel, is the other planeswalker, the last one. That's the mono green elf dude. Uh, he is Harald's little brother. So Harald is the king right. of the elves, remember? He's the little brother. But the great thing about Tyvar that I love is that he doesn't have little brother syndrome, like Scar from Lion King or something, where he's like, no, I should be the king of the elves. Tyvar's like, Harald, you're pretty dope. I don't know, bro. He like you're seems doing a... pretty intent on getting jacked and always yeah. showing off his pecs. <laughs> Tyvar's but... like... Um, <laughs> Harald, you're doing a really great job uniting all the elves. I'm going to go over here by the bench press, take off my shirt, even though it's snowing outside, um, but I'm going to be pretty ripped. It's literally a part of his character that even though it's, you know, (laughs) winter and snowing, he's always shirtless, which makes me believe that his nipples are very hard all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, that guy dude has like crazy goosebumps and really hard nipples. Um, (laughs) But he thinks he looks great. So, you know. Power to you, I guess. Confidence yeah. is um, strong. I don't know. Um, but I guess Tyvar is still used to the realms thing. He can travel between the realms. Yes. He's found a way to do that with his magic. And he, it's kind of revealed through his discussion with Kaya that he has actually been to Zendikar. Because mm. he has a necklace from Crazy. Zendikar. So to him, it was just traveling through the realms. But really, his spark ignited, and he didn't even realize that. He just thought he traveled to... He, th- he just thought he was dope. So he kind of has like this... Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's a necklace or like a belt or something, but um, it has a bunch of different, um, I don't know, objects on it. Because he has this ability where his terrain changes what his body is doing. So if he's by a bunch of rocks, he can turn into rocks. Or his body, you know, his fists become uh, rocks. Or if he's by metal, he turns into metal. Or lava, he turns into lava. Or whatever. Um, So he has this belt or necklace, I guess. I don't exactly know what it is. But he can grab a pebble. And the pebble makes his hand turn to stone. And then he punches something and turns it to stone, I guess. Um, like a Torgatroll. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, he could turn Torgatroll into stone, which is, we have seen. Into mountains. Yeah. Um, which is pretty sweet because then, you know, you can throw him into water and he just turns to water. Like he doesn't, he's he's kind of like the character from X-Men New, uh, First Class uh, that is supposed to like be able to evolve into whatever he's around and not die. Um, except for that guy got killed immediately, which didn't make any sense. But Tyvar. But to be clear, he's not a shapeshifter. He's not a shapeshifter. Um, yeah. He's like 
better than that? Because shapeshifters... So it's not like he just sees something and turns himself into that when he wants to. Yeah. Right? Like, he likes... it's an elemental kind of thing, and he has to interact with it. To... Yeah, he's basically better than a shapeshifter because he's more than just looking like it. He is it. Right, but he can't, like, make himself look like a different person. Oh, yes. You yeah, know, yeah. He, can, he like, can't do... He can, like, no, adopt no, 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 no. Rocky... No, it's just what's magma. around him. That's why he has to keep the yeah. elements close to him. That's what I mean. It's like, it's elemental, not, like... Exactly. Uh, transforming into whatever he touches. Exactly. Yeah, it's not that. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of everything, but... Uh, that's what's going on in call that's time. That's what's going guys. on in call time. I hope that you were drafting, uh, having a great time, because this is basically for yeah. you to play call time and listen to while you're doing it. And I hope when you look at some of these sagas, you now know what they're referring to. Yeah, maybe just a yeah. little bit more than you did before. Uh, but, uh, Jeff, I think I'm ready for last call. Yeah. It's last call for sure. Let's do it. Three, two, one. Hey, I don't think that's ever happened. Before. Whoa. All right. We chose each other's beers. That's pretty cool. All right. So I got an electric storm and Jeff got the, uh, cruise in the galaxy. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just because I like sours more than IPAs, honestly. To be fair, I thought it was really close. I, I, I also... Both beers were good, not great. Uh, yeah. I, saw, I felt about the same, but I was really just feeling this um, this electric storm. I just... I don't know. It felt nice. Yeah. Uh, let's, like, let's just, that's good. Yeah, let's just jump right into... Uh, to... Uh, what is it? Ranks. Um, or tiers. Uh, let's start with electric storm. Um... I think this is nice. 6.9 doesn't taste like that. It tastes just like really like refreshing light. Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll probably give this a, oof, it's close though. I think like it's platinum going on diamond, honestly. I think it's pretty good. Um, yeah, for me it was solidly platinum, I think. Yeah, I think it's high platinum, but um, I don't think I can give it a straight diamond, but platinum for sure. That's the this thing. Is, I think it's, this uh, is good. Yeah, I don't think it's diamond. diamond. I'm not going to think of like it. We've, we've put some fantastic beers in diamond. You know? Yeah, I don't I don't think it's uh, that high. Um, you're right. You're right. It might be because I had a lot of beers before this. But this one, <laughs> this one's, uh, it's refreshing. So It's uh, good, though. It's like when you want a sour, I want a sour that's beer first and the fact that it's sour later. Exactly. And, and I just want you know, it like, to taste sour. So it does right. both of those things. Um, yeah. How about the... Uh, the Cruising Through the Galaxy, Cameron's Hazy IPA. Yeah, this is also platinum for me. Yeah, um, okay. So it's a totally solid example of the style. Uh, it is hazy. It's hazy, it's and tasty. It's, uh, they actually look IPA. very similar. Yeah. Um, Yours is a little, or sorry, the, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a little brighter in color. Yeah. The sour IPA. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, CRM's a little lower. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, both solid beers. Um, glad we had them. You know, we're getting better. We're getting to a place where we actually like the beers we bring. Is that the first time where we picked each other's beers? I think it's the first time it we've is. picked each other's. I think it's the first time. We've, I don't, because I've definitely picked yours and you've picked mine. But right. this is the first time we disagreed, but like in a right. I think opposite every time way. we've disagreed, we picked our own yeah. up till now. And that's pretty funny. 
Um, and if not, correct us on Twitter. Yeah, if you've listened. Yeah, come tell us, uh, tweet us. Uh, and the way that you find us on Twitter to tell us that we have actually done something wrong in our beer choices or anything we said this episode is uh, yeah. at Arena Regulars on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. You can also find us on MTG Arena. We have the account Arena Regulars Podcast. If you're wondering whether or not that was us, turns out, yeah, that's us. It's, it's not, us. It's not a copycat it's, account. Yeah, a, there, no one is copycatting us at all. <laughs> um, if you want to find me, uh, just myself personally, on Instagram or Twitter, it's just uh, at Zulberg, Z-E-U-L-B-E-R-G. But Jeff, you have a big announcement. If we are looking yeah, have, for you, where can we find you? I have, I have some exciting news. Uh, I have sort of been testing the waters of streaming on Twitch last week, and I'm excited to announce that I'm streaming on Twitch. Oh. If you want to see some Kaldheim drafts, they will start when this episode comes out, but we'll be doing it continuously. Uh, current schedule is Wednesday, Thursday, and Sundays in the evening, 10 p.m. Eastern time. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash bluesbrews. That's no space apostrophe anything like that b-l-u-e-s-b-r-e-w-s and uh you can find me on twitter at blues brews mtg yeah so blues brews like blues clues but with beer <laughs> you got it decks. you got it also we uh please leave a review on apple Podcasts, itunes what is it spotify follow us on all those things in youtube and come see blues brews and come yeah. watch him stream on Twitch and follow him as well because uh, just hang out with us. We just think you're awesome. If you're listening to us, you're probably a pretty sweet dude. And when we say dude, yeah. we mean dude as in a cool person, not guy. So just right. just know that dude No means, gender at all. We don't care. Dude means yeah. anybody that's cool. If you're not cool, yeah. you're not a dude. <laughs> <laughs> But with that, I think that's the end of episode 15 in our first Drunken Vorth, Drunken Vorthos podcast. Uh, good night. We should just go with to scary from now. To scary. scary. Come hang out with us. <laughs> All right, that's fine.